fresh, fresh back from COVID, meaning up again. Yep. Talked about, did shout outs, talked about when we cried last. Um, how are you going, dad wise, dad high, dad low? And we talked about Ecclesiastes, which was interesting. Welcome to the Faithful Dads Podcast, a conversation between three new dads thinking through how we can do a faithful job of parenting these little people God has entrusted to us. Okay, we're on. Fingers crossed, Alright. So this is weird. Yeah. I don't recognise this room. Oh yeah, it's just changed. It's so much different. Yeah, it's heaps better. Where's the thing? What thing? Was this over there? This was with, here. With the board. Um, that desk is gone. Oh. Desk is gone. Sold it. Yep. I'll, I'll paint a word picture for all the the listeners. Chris has a room in his house that we did the podcast in, and now we're back, and it's different. <laughs> You're like a Picasso yeah. of words, like a. William Shakespeare. Um, do you have any shout outs? I got a shout out. You what? I have a shout out. Shout As out. in you want to mention someone on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, All so right. shout outs to um Josiah. He sent me a text message the other day um saying one of the tracks didn't have any sound on it. I really appreciated that, so I went and fixed it. Yeah. Just meant you know. Means that he's obviously listening, yeah, consistently. And hey, Josiah, thanks. How did you get Chris's number? So <laughs> <laughs> a whole other story. Are you friends outside of the podcast? Yes. There we go. Yeah. Jared actually works with him. Really, that yeah. Josiah. So, do you have any shoutouts? Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Alora if you're listening. I felt really bad because you looked very distraught at me crying. So, if there's a girl called Alora listening to Faithful Dads, I'll be surprised. <laughs> hey, you don't know. I'll give a shout out to um, Callum as well. Yeah. So um, he he listened to one of the episodes and posted a nice good comment on our Facebook page as well. Good feedback. I really appreciated it. If you want a shout out, send a hundred dollars to <laughs> www. Wait, no, <laughs> no. If you want a shout out, just, just comment on one of the Faithful Dad Facebook posts. Send a hundred dollars to Josh's PO box. Mm. I think one of your friends followed Faithful Dads on Instagram. I want to say it's Levi. I know you have a friend named Levi, but I'm I'm not sure if it was Levi or not. Hey, Levi. <laughs> Shout-outs to Levi. <laughs> it's just a guy with his shirt off. Like all... Oh, no, that's me. That's my other account. All oh, right. All oh, right. Kyle Godfrey. <laughs> Never heard of him. Why on earth? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you just see an Insta profile with his shirt off and was like, I was must like, be one of Josh's, Josh's mates. mates. I was like, yeah, that's Josh's mate for sure. Yeah, never <laughs> met the guy. Is it your mate? No. Nope. That's. 
Oh, no, you know why? Because there's like... Oh. Uh, before you have a dig, remember my Caterpillar 304C CR MIDI. You're talking to the dig king. It sounds like he's not a friend of Josh, but a competitor. And then I was like, oh, house, Josh's house of muscle. I have no competitors. <laughs> Just people living dominance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um... Next question. When did you cry last? Oh. So I, I I thought of this question a day or two ago, but I actually cried tonight, like an hour ago. I thought, oh, there you go. I can, I can share that one. But I did, besides that one, I cried four times in one night a couple of weeks ago, three times like at the one TV show, and then I think because it had all bubbled to the surface, I got an email from um, someone I used to work with, and that made me all emotional as well. Was it good email or bad email? It was. It was nice. Ah. Oh. It was. It was a nice email, but what he sh- he was just being honest and open about what was going on for him. So it was hard for him, but nice that he was sharing and connecting. So that was that was good. But tonight. So um, Hugo was at his grand and granddad's today, this afternoon. And he had a bit of a rough time. He's having a rough time sleeping in the afternoons. That's a whole other kettle of fish. But um, so he came home and I thought he's going to be tired and going to be cranky and not particularly nice. There, there have been times when I've got home, he's just woken up and he'd be like, uh, go away, dad. You know, I come home from work and that's what I'm greeted with. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... That's when I cried. <laughs> um, no, but it was just telling me about his day. I said, oh, how was it, Grand and Grand? What did you do? And just sat there and recounted the whole thing and just seeing him just, and this, and then this happened, and we sat down, and I was just asking questions about it, and he was answering, and I don't know, I just welled up. I'm like, he's growing up, mm. and it's just so cute, and just seemed like, yeah, I don't know, just, just brought me to tears. It was nice. Aww. It was nice. I cannot remember the last time I cried. Yeah, right. Which is surprising. I Because I, I cry at, like, everything. I am surprised to hear that. Thanks, you jerk. <laughs> um, <laughs> now you're mates. Josh? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, okay. The last time I remember crying was three years ago. Yeah, okay. So a while ago. Yeah. There you go. I, oh, hang on. Last time I cried, here we go, was, I was like, I was trying to remember, and I was like, last time I can remember crying is in Avengers Endgame, but that doesn't seem like a very meaningful thing to say. No, last time I cried would have been- Why did you cry at Endgame? Oh, because it was just, it it was right at the start, and we just had Hallie, and it's the bit where Hawkeye turns around and all his family's gone- and that was like, yeah, that's yeah, fair. cool. That you're gonna start with that, are you? And yep. Um, and then I cried at the end because who doesn't? Um, but the last time I cried was when we went to kick with all the youth uh, last year, and we took Hallie. And um, there was a there was a few youth kids who uh, committed to being Christians, and that was awesome. <laughs> that's- <laughs> Just let the record show. Both Josh and I were. Huh? 
Huh? <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. I, I paused too long and committed. Um, yes. Yeah, there was a few youth kids who who um, committed their lives to Christ. And um, and on the Saturday night after the big, like, altar call, for lack of a better term, um, the group all comes back to, like, the accommodation where we're staying and we sort of do, like, a debrief session. And I remember about hearing it. about this, actually. And... I cried because watching youth get up and basically say, yep, I want to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. Like, and I just talked about the fact that standing there holding Hallie while watching them do that just filled me with so much hope and joy because that's all I want for Hallie. Mm. Like, to just know and love Jesus. And yeah, so I cried like a little, like a four-year-old who'd skinned his knee. Yeah. Um, so, dad high, dead low. Do you have any dad highs, dead lows? I suppose my dad high was tonight mm. with Hugo. That was pretty nice. My other dad high is that, so Winsome is about four months old now. And I'm starting to come out of my... Like, initially, I didn't like her. Like, people are like, how's it going? I'm like, honestly, I don't really like her. I love her. She's great. But anyway, that's a that's a tale for another story. Mm-hmm. It was... It's what happened. And I don't think it was a bad thing. It was just thing, well, it was where I, where I was at. And it's just an... I don't know. It's been really interesting processing the feelings that I've had when Winston was born compared to Hugo. It's just so many different things. Mm. It's been a bit of a bizarre experience. But, yeah, I'm definitely enjoying her more. And a big part of that is that I've actually started praying about it as well. Mm. And I really feel like the Lord's answered the prayer and Mm. giving me better eyes to enjoy my daughter, which is really really nice. I, I always loved her. I always, from the moment she was born, never regretted having her, would never turn back time, would never, none of that. But just, yeah. There you go. So I'm enjoying her a lot more, so that's another dad high for me. That's awesome. Maybe that's with a dad low and a dad high. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, dad low. Hallie's had a couple of rough nights of sleep. And so I'm feeling this morning, I it was like 8.30 and I was sitting at work struggling hard to be awake and conscious yeah. to do work. And then I had a meeting at nine o'clock and I was like, this is not going to help. Um, and she's just like, she's in this real weird stage at the moment where she wakes up just almost in hysterics. And if I go in... I pick her up and she will calm down, but still upset. We'll just point outside her door and just say, out there, out there, out there. And I'm, I'm like, what? Why? What is your fixation with leaving your bedroom at two o'clock in the morning? And then I have to explain to her, no, it's not time to go out there. It's time to go back to bed. And then she just loses it. And then, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Josh, you were nodding. Yeah, Dougie's been sleeping terrible. Mm. 
waking up in the night screaming. It's tea. Mm. Should we um we have a we bought <coughs> we bought Chinese the other day and it they just gave us these cans of drink and so they've just been sitting in the fridge. But Margot, it's her can. And so she holds the can of cold Pepsi up to her cheek <laughs> and then gets little fake sips out because it's still closed. Yeah. Gets like pretend sips out of it and then puts it back on her cheek. <laughs> she just moves it round. It's pretty sweet. That is very precious, mm. but also sucks. Yeah. Mm. I would say a definite high is that um, Margot's been laying down in the bath again. And when her ears go underwater, it all sounds weird. And so I start her off, I say, do you love Hallie? And then that's it. She goes, she starts singing to herself all the names she knows. <laughs> Hallie, Kaki, Jared, Winnie, Hugo, Mama, Nani. She just sings to herself, laying down in the bath. <laughs> it's very sweet. That is really mm. nice. Then my mum said, she's like, I always listen to Faithful Dads when I drive to work. Shout out to Fiona. She goes, that Jared, he can talk. <laughs> and I do not know how to <laughs> unpack that for you. And I don't know what that means. I think it might be a teacher thing. No? I don't feel like you go on. Oh, I think I could talk forever. What a nightmare. <laughs> I'm just, it's trying so hard not to talk a long time at the moment and it hurts. Oh, Jared, we love you. Yeah, that's good. Um, I wanted to ask you, how's, how's it going? How's being a dad going? How are you going dad-wise? That was my question. How are you going dad-wise? It's a pretty big question if you think about it. That's a big question. If you don't think about it, then your answer probably... Yeah, pretty good. Mm. <laughs> what if your real answer is, yeah, pretty good? <laughs> well, I think dad buys, like... Fine. There's just other dramas going on. Yeah? That have me occupied. I think dad wise for me... I think it's going good. So Winsome's at the point now where in the afternoons she's not going to sleep by herself, so we have to rock her. And I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't enjoy doing that, but I'm working on enjoying it more because I, you know, I'm, I'm at work until three, mm. four o'clock, well, you know, whatever, and that's around the time of a sleep, so I could come home and go straight into that. Mm. And honestly, I don't, I prefer to have some time at home before mm. you know finish work to come home and do more work that's not I don't think I don't believe that's the right attitude to have so I'm Mm. trying to have a better attitude of I get to go home and rock my Mm. little girl to sleep so Um, and help my wife out help my daughter out help my son out too in some ways Mm. so working on that and um, yeah just working on continuing to be a dad to a Two and a half year old that's, you know, changing every day and mm. just, you know, the defiance that happens every now and then and dealing with that well, try, or trying yeah. to deal with that well. Then also in that, um, 
the conversations I have with Jen too mm. about how to parent or how mm. we how we're going to parent. Depending on the day, sometimes they go well, sometimes they don't because I'm being stubborn and selfish, or she's being yep. stubborn, or we're both. You know, I feel like it's a roller coaster. Mm. You don't feel like there's any smooth middle ground. No. That it's either one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, but the smooth middle ground on a roller coaster is always right before you hit a drop or a loop-to-loop. That is accurate. Or you stop and get off. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they work. (laughs) You can't stay on them forever. Yeah, what a pity. Um, yeah, I, I agree with lots of that. It is very much, I mean, Hallie doesn't need assistance going down to sleep, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of things lately that make me realize no one is ever prepared for the amount of thinking being a parent takes. Like, Kathy and I sat down the other night and had, like, a three-hour conversation on how we were going to, like, teach Hallie things and, like, what what wording we were going to use. And it was a really good conversation. But at the end of it, I was just like, I am mentally exhausted I was not prepared to have this conversation tonight not saying I regret it in any way or form but um that's what I'm hearing you say um yeah it's I'm just I'm enjoying the things that God has called me to do whether they're easy or hard and the opportunity to do that alongside my wife surrounded by friends and family to look after this little girl that God's entrusted to me. And it's just, yeah, it's really nice. Nice. Have you found that Ecclesiastes is messing with your head a little bit? Not, not in a bad way. The Sid's comment. No, stillborn comment. Is that what you're talking about? I'm not, but... that I didn't like that one. I didn't like... I didn't... I also didn't like it, but in the context, obviously, with what he's saying, Mm. it just... It makes a really good Mm. point, I thought. Like, it was a hard... Like, it was hard to read and go, oh, wow, that's... Yeah. But it makes... I think it makes his point really... Yeah. It shows the weight of it. Really well, yeah, shows the weight, yeah. To say that I would prefer to have not have been born than to, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of stuff. That I mean, that that's part of it, but just to think that the more and more that we're getting into it, the more I'm just like, everything is meaningless. Mm-hmm. There's no point to anything. But obviously knowing that, Ecclesiastes is a book in the Bible, is a book in the Bible. So it's a book in a book mm. of lots of other stuff. So in in isolation, that book 
is just a bit heavy, I reckon, Ecclesiastes. But when you hmm. when you're reading it and have an understand, you know, whatever understanding of the rest of the Bible, it's like, oh, but I'm, it just makes me all the more thankful for hmm. my relationship with God and that He chose me to be part of His family and that hmm. yes, everything's meaningless. But if I'm focusing on God, my relationship with Him, and whatever I'm doing. Trying to glorify him in that, mm. then mm. life's good. What did you think of what Roger said on our home group Zoom the other week when he was talking about? Because it's the same sort of thing that Kathy's dad was talking about when we were talking to him about it. This idea that Ecclesiastes is pointing out the fact that if at the end, whether you lived well off or poorly, everyone dies, and there's n- and that's it. That's that's just the the full stop at the end of the chapter. That's the the meaningless, and that's the the injustice that he's talking about. And so, at the end, he's pointing to the fact that if God is good and just, there needs to be a resurrection and a judgment for all those things to matter. Because for me... That's hard for me to get my head around. Yeah, okay. It, it's good. Mm-hmm. Go on. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, for me, like, I found that really helpful to to read these chapters with that in mind. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Does it do anything? Because, f- you know, been thinking about it in in... Regards to being a dad, mm-hmm. I'm not. I haven't landed anywhere, but just sort of mulling, mulling it over. Like, what is, what does what we have learned from Ecclesiastes so far? What does that mean for the way that I behave as a dad, or the way that I interact with my kids? Any thoughts on that? Well, I think if sorry, no, no, if you've been shown the light of where true joy and happiness is found. I think as dads we need to let our kids know. Mm. About the joy that God brings? Yeah, I, well, it just reminds me of that, that quote where they ask for happiness outside of God, but outside of God is no happiness. Was that from? I think it's... From a Bible verse, but I've heard it from C.S. Lewis. Yeah, okay. So you said you should be teaching that, or teach that to your kids. Mm. Mm. And I think it'll look different for everyone. What does it look like for you? I think there's an element of, um, like I think what we spend our time on is what we worship. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. if 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 your kid knows that dad's always in the shed when he comes home, that's where he goes. Look, I, th- I think they just it tells a better story than anything we could use our mouths for. Mm-hmm. Look, I know that that what people do has a lot more bearing than what they say. Mm-hmm. Like for me, at least. So I can only imagine it's the same for for my own blood. <laughs> Going up, so if Dad's always at work, if Dad's always 
repairing something or if dad's always, you know, yeah, yeah. If, if dad's always. Yeah. Then I think it's it's just very clear what what's important. It's a very good reminder. And as mm. someone who's not particularly socially inclined, I think, like, that'll that's probably the hardest thing for me is to remember to to be around people and to show them that there's there's value in in long term mm. relationships with people. Mm. Which is why I'm very thankful for you guys. No. I'd like to update my last time I cried answer. Damn it. I was thinking <laughs> that and I was like oh. Um yeah, I'm. I was saying this to Kathy last night when we had Bible study. I'm finding it really interesting reading through Ecclesiastes because for me, it like particularly the one that we just went through, the one about money. It feels very much like, yep, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, and I think because I grew up outside of a a Christian family and without, you know, going to church and, you know, particularly in the the few years before I became a Christian, really was going after all the things in Ecclesiastes. Like, it just, I I feel like I, I know how much I tried partying and drinking and and all those things, and it did not satisfy me. Like, you wake up and you feel rubbish. Were you acting as if it was satisfying? Yeah. But I think the truth is that it is. I think in the moment, why would we do it? Why would oh, we lust after sin if it wasn't satisfying? Yeah, 100% in the moment. You, you feel like you're, you're on cloud nine, but as soon as you've that moment is over... Mm. It's empty and it's such a fleeting thing and you you need to chase after it again to get that same feeling. Um, Do you agree, Josh? Mm. Mm. And then, yeah, and then for me, hearing about Jesus and being able to put all those other things aside and being told to find joy in him is just, yeah, I don't know, it's... It's one of those things that I'm just thankful for. Like, I I hate a lot of things in my past and how I acted and, and what I've done, but it's like I, I know for sure, and, I, and that's something that I really want to stress to my kids, my daughter, as she grows up. It's, it's not better than God, and it doesn't – it can't replace him. And I told Josh this last night at home group. But I was listening to a sermon and he talked about, you know, the, the way that it talks about the, the gifts of God in that passage. Um, and he likened it to bacon grease. And if you fry your eggs in bacon grease, they're really tasty and you can do, like, you know, all that bacon grease is what makes the bacon tasty and rah, rah, And you get to enjoy this bacon grease. But if you make bacon grease the ultimate and chase after bacon, nothing but bacon grease. Like, if you ever tried to drink a gallon of bacon grease, you would have an absolute horrible time. And I was like, that's a strangely helpful image. 
that all these things, if we enjoy them for what they are, are gifts from God, mm. they are good for us and, and can be used wisely. But if we make them the ultimate, they don't bring joy. Mm. Yeah. Messing with my head, Ecclesiastes. Mm. I think in a good way. Just going to get you thinking about life. What is life? Why do I do anything? What do I do? How do I... Or is it all that stuff? I think one of the things that I'm learning is showing grace to my son. I'm... Here's grace. <laughs> <laughs> Go stare at grace. So I'm going to show him grace. This is grace. I'm showing her to you. And now we're going to go have a meal. So showing grace to yeah. my son. I'm a bit of a stickler for the rules. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, if I've said this and he doesn't do it, there needs to be a punishment. But Jen's been really helpful in sort of saying there is space to be able to show him grace. Just like mm. if the Lord punished me every time for all the stupid things mm. I did, I'd be being punished lots. Yeah. But the Lord is gracious. Mm. And shows me grace and still gives me good things, even though I don't deserve them. So I think that's something that I'm learning is showing grace to Hugo. Can I ask you guys to promise not to beat me up? So the other night, <laughs> yeah, Josh, I can't make that promise. The other night, Kathy and I watched uh, a parenting seminar. Seminar? I don't know. And it was really good while we were doing a puzzle. Um is that why we're beating you up? Yeah, the puzzle? That's, yeah, that's what I assumed. And one of the things that one of the people on the seminar, for lack of a better term, said was the way they parent a discipline um, is when the kid steps out of line and doesn't do what they're told. They ask them, you've done this. Like, what, what do mummy and, like, what's the punishment when you do this? And the kid then, oh, I go to my room or whatever it is. Which I was like, that's a, a good idea because the kid is having to think about, yeah, this is the consequence for that. But then she said, and to show them grace, we say, that's right. And and that's what would happen. But mum's going to show you grace and give you a chance to, to do that properly now. And I was like, whoa, that is such a clever idea. I should think about how I show Hallie Grace more. Mm. But just because they can, like, just because they can articulate what they've done wrong and what the punishment is, for example, with Hugo, mm -hmm. he knows that if he does X, Y, and Z, then he's going to get a smack. Mm -hmm. He does X, Y, and Z. I say, did you do X, Y, and Z? He goes, yes, I did do X, Y, mm -hmm. and Z. And I say, what happens? What did Dad say mm -hmm. would happen if you did that? Get a smack. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I think I just smack him and he, he he's like, mm. ah! he loses it and he gets a smack and then cries because it hurts. And at the moment, he then half an hour later does the same thing again. Mm. So needless to say, smacking doesn't seem to be working with Hugo and mm. we need to find something else that works. Well, I thought you were going to say that they go to the kid and say, right, what should the punishment be? Okay, now you don't have to take the punishment but mummy does i thought i thought that's where that was going and i was like that is awesome that's next level i wouldn't mess with a kid's head though what a power complex yeah. 
And you could never get in trouble, and your parents would get... Yeah. Their favourite race car taken off them. <laughs> How old's Hugo now? Two and a half. Seven. Seven. <laughs> I think their kid was a little bit older. Yeah, I think two and a half. It's a lot harder. Like, mm. there are a lot of things that I'd like, conversations I'd like to have with Hugo, yeah. but you just can't because it's mm. over the head. Yeah. And I think, like she was saying, that it's it's definitely done to drill it into them so that they know it down the track rather than to get immediate results. Yeah. Mm. But. I listened to this book once and it said that the hardest things to forgive are things we could never see ourselves doing. Oh. And I just think it's really, like, helpful to to when you, when you can't reason with why they've thrown a plate full of spaghetti on the floor again. It's because you can't see yourself doing it. Yeah. Like, I, like I've just found it as a personally a really helpful thing, especially, like, not really being a dad, but more, you know, in the church you hear about, you know, what they'd call, like, grievous sins or... And you think, oh, mate, like, how'd you... How'd you end up in that place? Yeah. You know, I've just found that really helpful to mm. to not jump to judgment. Yeah, that's cool. Well, let's let's listeners digest. Mm. Do you want to do it? Me? Yep. Oh, I can't remember what we've spoken about. Yeah, I think tonight was a very bits and piecesy mm. night. I'm going to do a shout out because I thought of one the second we stopped doing shout outs because I was talking to this person today about this podcast. So, hey, Adam, thanks for listening. Um, last shout out, though. Well, my last shout out is my mum and dad. They are they are faithful listeners. But wouldn't you be too if you had a podcast? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, there he goes. Seriously we- though, they are they, they are my biggest fans. They're the they're the show's biggest fans, I reckon. Should, yep. I love it. Should we have our kids on one podcast? Yes. Mm. Do your parents listen? They have. Yeah. I don't know if they're avid listeners. No. I don't think my... Actually, no. Both my parents do. Yeah. Supposedly. I've never asked him about it. Shout out to Dave. We've already shouted out to... Oh, Willow. On your Willow. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Faithful Dads. Hit up our Instagram or Facebook at the Faithful Dads Podcast to let us know what you thought about our conversation. We would genuinely love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this podcast, it'd be really great if you could share this with someone that you know or someone that you think might enjoy it. And lastly, it'd be really great if you could leave a rating and review in your podcast app so that others have a better chance of finding it. Thanks so much again for listening and we'll see you next episode. We are three dads who are doing the podcast. We are three dads who are trying to be faithful, yeah. Hey, if that Josiah that I'm thinking of is listening, shout out to you. Shout out to you. I'm sure after I, I'm sure I broke him and now we're mates. After I got him to call me a jerk, <laughs> I think I mean Yeah. Shout out to Michael. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> two, two years running. I burst into tears and then everyone else burst into tears. Are you proud of them? A little bit. Yeah. I could cry in front of my grandma. She was bleeding. Ah, you nerd. But the faster you go, the clearer it gets. The less time you have to react. <laughs> <laughs>
but hang on, I stuffed that. Wait, this is like Inception. Of... <laughs> it's a little bit. It means the time that we we talked about telling your story to you, not oh, not story. the initial. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll leave it. Here. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I find it so weird. I've got nothing against it. I think it's good. It is I just, weird. I just. Oh, there you go. I love that.